Welcome to Harmonia. I'm Angela Mariani, inviting you to join me for the next hour as today's performers of medieval Renaissance and Baroque music bring to life the music of the distant past. Spring is an unsettled season. The passage from winter into summer can be stormy with days of wind and rain ushering in the heat. Music, too, can be prone to storms, some quite literal. Particularly in the Baroque, composers enjoyed depicting the clapping of thunder and the gusting of the wind. We'll sample storms on sea and land this hour on Harmonia, plus a featured release by the stormily named American Baroque Orchestra, Tempesta de Mare.
That was poetry from the Middle Ages, paired with melodies from the same period and jolted to life by the medieval music ensemble Personat. We heard the song Die Welt was Gelf off the group's recent release Walter von der Vogelweide, Lieder von Macht und Liebe. They sicken of the calm who knew the storm. The quote is from the poetry of Dorothy Parker, but the doyen of snark isn't the only one to feel the allure of stormy weather. There's often a certain amount of heave and churn in music, but in the Baroque era, some composers turned from metaphorical to literal storms, depicting wind, rain, thunder, and lightning in musical terms. One of the most famous musical storms is Antonio Vivaldi's raucous concerto Tempesta de Mare, Let's listen as recorder player Sebastian Mark joins Ensemble Mateus to weather Vivaldi's storm at sea. We'll hear three movements, Allegro, Largo, and Presto. Thank you. 
We heard music from the concerto Tempesta de Mare, A Storm at Sea by Antonio Vivaldi, arguably the king of musical storms. Recorder player Sebastian Mach and Ensemble Mateus performed. Vivaldi devoted an entire concerto to his storm, but Ludwig van Beethoven must have figured he could get it done in only one movement. Beethoven's Sixth Symphony, nicknamed the Pastoral Symphony, is beloved both for its peacefulness and its stormy fourth movement. Let's hear early music great Franz Bruggen conducting the orchestra of the 18th century.
We heard Franz Bruggen leading the orchestra of the 18th century through the fourth movement of Beethoven's Sixth Symphony. With its turbulent plots and unstable protagonists, opera is a natural spawning ground for storms. Marin Marais composed Alcione, his Tragédie en Musique, to premiere in Paris in 1706. Based on the writings of Ovid, Alcione tells the tale of lovers separated and reunited by magicians and gods. Along the way, there are shipwrecks and tempests, prime opportunities for Marais to show off his compositional skills. Let's hunker down for Marais' Tempête or Tempest.
That was Tempet from the opera Alcione, scored by Marianne Marais and conducted in this performance by Jordi Saval. You can become a fan of Harmonia Early Music on Facebook or follow our updates all week long on Twitter. Just search for Harmonia Early Music. Earth, Wind, and Fire. It's a 1970s band, but it's also the makings of stormy weather and stormy music throughout the centuries. Violinist and composer Jean Ferry Rebel enjoyed the favor of the Sun King Louis XIV throughout his musical life. First presented at court at the age of eight, Rebel enjoyed a long and successful musical career before stepping down from his court post in 1735. Two years later, though, Rebel came blazing out of retirement with Les Elements, a startling musical depiction of the building blocks of life. In a foreword, Rebel describes his opening movement and clues us in on how to identify his musical elements. He writes, The introduction to this work is chaos itself. The bass expresses earth by tied notes which are played jerkily. The flutes with their rising and falling line imitate the flow and murmur of water. Air is depicted by pauses followed by cadenzas on the small flutes, and finally the violins, with their liveliness and brilliance, represent the activity of fire. Let's listen to Rabel's Le Chaos, a storm of musical elements. Christopher Hogwood leads the Academy of Ancient Music.
we heard a full orchestral version of Le Chaos, the first movement of Jean Ferry Rebel's Les Elements, performed by the Academy of Ancient Music, conducted by Christopher Hogwood. Next, we'll hear three of the elements that follow Chaos in a chamber version of the same work. Here's Air pour le violon, depicting earth and water, and a chacon, depicting fire.
elements at play in Jean-Ferry Rebel's stormy work, Les Elements. We heard the Palladian Ensemble offering individual portraits of earth, water, and fire. And earlier we heard Le Chaos in a rendition by Christopher Hogwood and the Academy of Ancient Music. Wind is the power behind almost every storm, and wind also helped to power several pieces of Renaissance polyphony, whipping itself into works by such Renaissance masters as John Taverner, Christopher Tye, and John Shepard. All three composers wrote masses based on a tune called The Western Wind, which was possibly a secular love song from the court of Henry VIII. Of these masses, Taverner's was most likely the first to be written. Let's hear the Gloria movement from his Western Wind Mass, sung by Ars Nova Copenhagen.
We heard Ars Nova Copenhagen singing the Gloria from John Taverner's Mass based on a tune called The Western Wind. You're listening to Harmonia, a program of early music that comes to you from the studios of WFIU at Indiana University. Partial support for Harmonia comes from Penco Incorporated of Bedford, Indiana. Partial support also comes from Early Music America, fostering the performance, scholarship, and community of early music on the web at earlymusicamerica.org. I'm Angela Mariani. Storms are scary, as any toddler or small animal knows. Some witches are scary, too, and so it's natural that the two became linked in folklore and art. The image of a witch, or three, muttering over a cauldron while conjuring bad weather, seems deeply impressed into our artistic consciousness. When shall we three meet again, in thunder, lightning, or in rain, intone the witches in Macbeth, or, oops, excuse me, the Scottish play. 
In Henry Purcell's opera Dido and Aeneas, we meet these storm-conjuring witches again, only this time they're singing. A strategically conjured storm helps Dido along the road to tragedy. Let's hear the witches at work in a brief excerpt from Purcell's opera. Nicholas McGagan leads the Philharmonia Baroque Orchestra. We heard some storm-generating witchcraft from Henry Purcell's Dido and Aeneas. Nicholas McGigan led the Philharmonia Baroque Orchestra. As an instrument, the hurdy-gurdy has had a tough time catching a break. In Renaissance iconography, the hurdy-gurdy could be used to represent satanic ritual, witchcraft, or perversion. The cranking of the handle was thought to reflect the stirring motions witches used to conjure storms. Actually, though, the hurdy-gurdy is a thing of beauty. Toby Miller plays the hurdy-gurdy in this setting of the poetry of Minnesinger Walter von der Vogelweide. The ensemble is Per Sonat, and the piece is Do der Zummer kommen was.
We heard Doder Zumer Kommen Was, recorded by the group Personat with Toby Miller on Hurdy-Gurdy, using contemporary melodies to flesh out the poetry of the medieval minnesinger Walter von der Vogelweide. You can find hundreds of archived episodes, playlists, and podcasts online at harmoniaearlymusic.org. The Philadelphia-based Baroque orchestra Tempesta de Mare has a stormy name and a recently released recording. Comédie et Tragédie, Volume 2, released in 2016, features theatrical music from French masters Marc-Antoine Charpentier, Jean-Marie Leclerc, and Jean-Philippe Rameau. Let's sample some of the CD's tempestuous moments. Leclerc composed his sole opera, Scylla et Glaucus, in 1746. Recounting the rivalry between a nymph and a sorceress, the opera is full of fantastical and often fearsome music. We'll hear an excerpt, beginning with three air de démon, thunder sheet included, followed by monsters emerging from the pits of hell at the bottom of the sea in the frenetic Symphonie pour exprimer l'aboiement des monstères.
Harmonia is a production of WFIU and part of the educational mission of Indiana University. Additional resources come from the William and Gail Cook Music Library at the Indiana University Jacobs School of Music. We welcome your thoughts about any part of this program or about early music in general. You can leave a comment or question anytime by visiting harmoniaearlymusic.org and clicking on Contact. The writer for this edition of Harmonia is Ann Timberlake. Thanks to our studio engineer, Mike Pashkash, and our staff, Janelle Davis, John Bailey, Elizabeth Clark, and Joe Goetz. Additional technical support comes from KTTZ at Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas. Our producer is Luann Johnson, and I'm Angela Mariani, inviting you to join us again for the next edition of Harmonia.